Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Good morning, Lacers. How's it going? Bonnie Violet here, Queer Chaplain. This is day six of uh, daily lives for the Lacing Your Narrative with the Spiritual Thread workshop series. Um, if you are unaware, I'm going through an eight-week workshop series. Um, we're inviting folks to begin to lace your narrative with the spiritual thread. Uh, this week, what we're doing is we're thinking about and writing and creating art around what did we learn about religion while a child? Um, <clears throat> when I first was drafting or crafting this um, workshop series, I was initially thinking it would make a lot of sense to start with childhood and then move through the lifespan to where we are now. Um, and I remember thinking just before getting started with this that I wonder if it's harder, like if the childhood or the younger stuff is harder to um, to process or to think about or to hold, and that maybe it would make sense to go backwards, to start from maybe our ideal and go back, but that just didn't seem to make sense to me. So <laughs> I decided to go this way. But one of the things that I've been, um, I don't know, I guess it's just part of this process. You know, sometimes I'm going through processes or I'm participating, like I'm doing the work. And sometimes I just forget that I am. And by doing something, by leaning into something, you may start to feel a little uncomfortable. You may start to um, have funky feelings. You may start to question a lot of things. Um, but if that's part of the process and that's what um, I guess in some ways, you know, I've signed up to do. Um, I've been really grappling a lot with the religion of my origin um, and having this like desire to stay connected to it, yet feeling really challenged with 
being able to fit into it or even have a desire to want to. Um, and part of it is just trying to, I think, yeah, and I think that's the reality of it. The more that I um, think about, and again, I, it's, I think it's difficult. I think that's the thing that I need to really kind of probably just let go of is probably just, you know, use this week and this time to really just set down an inventory. What, what is it? What did you learn? Um, how did what you learn at that time of your life affect your life at that time? You know, I think I'm wanting to bring my understanding of things now to there so that I can have some compassion. Maybe I can start to see things a little bit differently. But I think the thing that's probably important, though, for me to be able to do is to recognize that it still was kind of crappy um, in the way that I was experiencing it or not experiencing it. And that's okay and I think important for me to recognize. Um, and yet, um, not necessarily blame or hold any sort of like ill feelings toward people who I might've felt like I needed to before. Um, it kind of makes me think of, and it's nothing new, but hi, Bob Kaiser. Love the idea of an inventory. Yes, the inventory has been good, but the challenge I think with an inventory is an inventory is not just what's, like, I think a lot of the times inventory, it's like, it's the bad stuff. Um, but an inventory, it's the good stuff, it's the bad stuff, it's the neutral stuff, it's what's missing, it's what you have, it's how much of what you have or don't have. And so I think sometimes it's really easy to look at an inventory and just like focus on what you don't have in stock, if you will, <laughs> or what you have in stock that you don't want, um, instead of like also looking at the other other things as well. So I think that's what I've been trying to challenge myself is just kind of letting my letting some of my narrative be what it is um and what it was that that just might be part of the narrative that doesn't change i think i've been wanting to try to change the narrative in this process in a way to make it better like part of lacing that spiritual thread in it somehow will absolve or dissolve parts of my narrative um and i think what i'm coming to realize is that it's not going to dissolve some of that. Um, but what it's going to do is to help me move beyond it um, and still allow it to be a part of my narrative and my experience. Bob Kaiser says, yes, effective and ineffective, not good or bad. Yeah, I've really tried to remove good and bad just out of my language altogether, which is so challenging, I think, especially in a lot of the conversations when you talk about religion or spirituality, there's so much of like, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is evil. And um, I don't find that sort of labeling um, or identifying of things uh, useful anymore because I think there's just so much gray area. And, uh, you know, I think, um, good and bad is almost like black and white thinking 
obviously there are things that aren't great to do, but even bad things that happen, they're happening for a reason and not because like it's, it's a, um, it's a symptom, it's a cause. It, it, it just doesn't happen for, for not. There's something that creates it, creates it within us and around us and about us. Bob Kaiser, amen, accepting our narratives. Yeah, I think that's the big thing for me. It's gonna be um, accepting it and then being able to move on, which is so interesting because yeah, <laughs> it's the stuff that I feel like I've been like holding on to with as far as like, if I want to think about like, um, you know, sometimes I can feel challenged by um, say maybe my family dynamics or maybe even school dynamics or where I grew up in and kind of feel like um, everyone did the best that they could. And like, still I felt like slighted or I didn't feel like I got, and I didn't often get what I wanted or needed. Um, and, you know, that's the same with my, when it comes to my spirituality, my understanding of God, um, my relationship with church, my relationship with people in the church. Um, I struggle to see the of what I understand and what I connect with now as far as like, I'm gonna put God on it, the God label on it or spirituality, creator. It's really hard for me to see what I know now um, at play back then um, without changing it in order, in order to hold it now. <laughs> Anyways, you know how I get, sometimes I get a little like wordy and thoughty, <laughs> T-H-O-U-G-H-T-Y, not T-H-O-T-T-Y. Sounds like this, Bob says, sounds like this is all a path towards forgiveness on many levels. Yes, definitely um, paths of forgive forgiveness. I think forgiveness of a lot people, places, things, institutions, um, probably even myself. I just, I used to see the world from that point of view and it was so limited and not full, empty. Um, yeah, and that's just the way that it was. Um, and I'm grateful to be where I'm at now um, and to realize that other people are on that journey too. And that maybe even though they might inhabit or subscribe to my understanding of my religion of origin or my understanding of stuff as I was younger doesn't mean that they haven't matured either and that it might be a little bit different. Bob Kaiser, can you speak? What does that mean? Can you speak? More to the idea of acceptance. 
and changing the narrative. Yeah. So can you speak more on the idea of acceptance and changing the narrative? Yeah, I mean, I've, it probably, I think part of it for me is having to go through some of the, um, the feelings and to entirely actually go through the, the experience in order to, I guess, accept it. Like, I don't think, like, I think part of accepting it is to actually experience the fullness of that thing. So like, for instance, I felt harmed by, by church or I was taught these different things or, and I, and I can do that in so many levels, but, um, but I kind of stunted or stopped myself from feeling the pain, from feeling the anger, from feeling the wanting to blame somebody for feeling the feeling of feeling foolish for um, believing in that way or living my life that way. And I think part of that acceptance is actually to really like own that, own the foolishness, own the anger, own the disappointment, own like just and, and, and experience it, not stunt, not stunt the experience. Like I feel like that's what I do so often is I'll stunt it, I'll stop it. And I don't think that's really accepting it for what it is. And I think once I can actually um, let it out, shake it out, like really complete that experience, then I can speak as if it was a part of my narrative rather than it is still with me in my narrative in a way that's still causing it to, to be a, a not well part of my now and my current narrative. And so I think that's what sometimes happens. It's like, like this happened a long time ago. Um, I can accept it, I can understand it, I can be hurt by it, but, but I'm still carrying that experience from then into my now. And it's, it's a way of trying to protect myself and but I think that I need to let that, I need to find a way to let that go. And as I do that, you know, it's kind of like changing from being a victim to being a survivor. Um, you know, in, in a lot of like recovery settings, it's about changing our deficits into an asset, you know, like, and I think with a lot of folks just around your journey, the things that you can share that were difficult and challenging and potentially harmful for you that if you can be on the other side of it um, and you can give voice to that, you can speak to that, um, it can transform that experience into a tool of healing and transformation for others around you. And I think in, in that process as well, it helps you be better with it too. So yeah, right at that 15 minute mark. Um, I hope that um, you all have been um, enjoying this process. Um, tomorrow will be um, this the two of eight, the second uh, week, ses ses second session of this eight week series. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, connecting with some of you folks then. Um, also, if you've just kind of coming on and you haven't been following 
along, um, go to YouTube, go to my YouTube, Add a Queer Chaplain. Again, the links are in the description and you can get all caught up. Um, every video that's being created will be there in chronological order. So you can get, um, get in line wherever you feel comfortable. So um, have a great rest of your Friday. And Bob says, yes, all about the transformation. Thank you. Thanks so much for the prompts, Bob, and the encouragement this morning. Um, I actually had you on my list of people to check in with to see how things were going. So this works out really, really well. I hope all that is well with you um, and the stuff that you're working on. I'm really excited with your forgiveness work, which if folks want to, I'll put that link actually in here too. Bob's looking for people to share their thoughts and experience on forgiveness. Um, I can't remember the question, um, but anywho, there's some questions that Bob's looking for some answers of your experience on. So I'll put that link in the description on forgiveness. Um, take care, have a great one. I love you all. And then I'm gonna play that outro. Bye. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't, but we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.